Coast to coast and floorboards to shingles, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Standing by on the cutting edge of home improvement, helping you get projects done without a trip to the emergency room. So <laughs> give us a call right now. We're going to help you do it safely, get it done, make your house beautiful. The number is one 888 888-666-3974. Man, it has been hot. What a crazy hot summer we've been dealing with already. It has been. That's why on today's show, we're going to give you some tips if your air conditioning system is not working correctly on how you can do a quick test to figure out what's wrong, and then you'll know exactly what to do about it. All right. I'm going to keep that in case my new AC goes on the fritz. And also ahead, we're going to share with you common construction mistakes that can leave you with a weak flooring system in your house. We've got Tom Silva from This Old House stopping by to tell you what to look for to make sure that your home is solid underfoot. And speaking of woodwork, now is a great time to check all your outside wood for signs that the sun may be wearing it away through its UV ray degradation. And if that's happening, if the boards around your house are cracked and checked and peeling and looking really tired, we're going to have tips on a brand new acrylic formula stain product that can help restore your wood and protect it for many years to come. And this hour, we've got a great prize for you. We're giving away the Stanley Bostitch handheld tool set worth nearly $140. It's a really great thing. Tom, I actually just saw this whole Stanley line of tools just unveiled at a media event quite recently. We did. In fact, we were uh, taught, we were saying that, you know, we hadn't seen Bostitch hand tools in a long time. And the guy said, well, that's because they've only been out for about six months. Mm-hmm. And, and man, did they, do, did they do a great job of uh, innovating uh, some really nice features into into these tools. I love the tape measure. I love the knives. They really did a great, great job. I mean, even the hook on the tape measure now mm-hmm. is oversized. So if you need to hook something upside down or sideways, it'll grab it. Mm-hmm. And, and it's you won't good, be... you know, because it's so oversized that if you're working with anything wet or if you're dealing with some sort of concrete or building a form, it really holds on, which is nice for a lot of people working in that industry. And that package is worth 140 bucks. going to go out to one caller who reaches us on today's show with their home improvement project. The number is one 888 Money Pit, 888-666-3974. So let's get right to the phones. Leslie, who's first? Tom in Georgia has a home where the brick is breaking off, if you will. Welcome, Tom. How can we help you? Uh, how are you doing? Uh, I just bought an older home, and it's got a nice brick fireplace, but the chimney that's exposed on the roof is crumbling a little bit. There's actually pieces of it on the roof, and I'm trying to find out what I can do to seal it to keep it from further crumbling. Uh, I'm assuming it's doing it from the heat and the cold and just being old brick. Yeah, well, the frost cycle definitely causes some problems. Um, What you're going to want to do is repair all those spalled areas. Now, you can do it with an epoxy patching compound, although I will say that it's going to be difficult to have it match. You can actually add colorants to epoxy products so you get something that's similar to brick color and perhaps from the street you can almost have it not be that totally visible but what you don't want to use is use anything that's just a straight um, concrete type of a mix or a mortar type mix because it will fall right off right is there anything that i can apply to the brick to keep it from further crumbling after i do the repair you described Right. Once you repair the deteriorated brick, here's what you want to do. Look at the uh, chimney crown. That's the upper surface of the chimney. There's probably going to be some cracks in that between the flue liner and the edge of the chimney. And that's where water gets in, gets the brick real wet, and then it freezes and then it deteriorates. So you want to make sure the chimney grout, a crown is in good shape. And you also might want to consider putting a cap on the chimney. And if you can keep the weather from getting in around the top, that protects the brick. Linda in Connecticut, you've got the money pit. What's going on at your house today? 
I was wondering if you could come up with an idea on how I can get rid of the discoloration on my bathroom floor made from the rubber backing on my rug. Do you have a vinyl floor? It's linoleum. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you what's happening here, Linda. You have uh, an ox- there's oxidation that goes on between the rubber-backed carpets and the vinyl or linoleum floors that causes a chemical reaction that's a discoloration. So what you're seeing is not a stain in the sense that it's dirt or something else that's on top of it. It actually is a change in the material. So unfortunately, there's nothing that you can do about that. Uh, if you, when you buy new vinyl floors and, and uh, new linoleum floors, the manufacturers actually warn against this particular... Con- in fact, I've seen this on the Armstrong website about the, the, the effects mm-hmm. of oxidation. It's like a void in the warranty. Exactly. And it's so funny because every bath mat that's out there has a rubber backing. That's true. But there, there is a solution, Linda. You have to buy a bigger bath mat, okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and cover it up. Oh, I know. I have to lay it on there exactly the same spot. All right, Linda, sorry we can't give you better advice. Thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. You can give us a call 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And this week only, we have a very special person that you can speak to here at the Money Pit. We've got the birthday boy, Tom Kreitler. <laughs> Just wanted to give a little shout out to my buddy, Tom. Thank We've been you working so much. together six years. Happy birthday. Thank you. So we are available 24 hours a day, seven days a week to help you with your home improvement problem at one eight 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 Money Pit. Do you know that not only is it my birthday this week, but born on the same day, it must have been Kismet, is our executive producer, Seidel. How amazing. I always so think it's so great that you guys have the same birthday. Happy birthday, Seidel. All right. Well, up next, is your air conditioning on, but perhaps doesn't seem to be cooling as well as it should be? We've got do-it-yourself tips to help you check its efficiency and show you what to do to fix it after this. On the Money Pit Radio Show. The Money Pit is brought to you by Thermatrue Doors, the nation's leading manufacturer of fiberglass entry and patio door systems. Thermatrue Doors are Energy Star qualified and provide up to five times the insulation of a wood door. To learn more, visit thermatrue.com. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And you should definitely be picking up the phone and giving us a call at one eight 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 Money Pit. We'll give you the answer to your home improvement project, of course. But one lucky caller in her, of course, that's a Lesleyism, this hour is going to win <laughs> a great prize we have got for you. And this is like some sneak peek stuff. We have got a good whole, stuff. Yes, seriously. This is the Bostitch Toolkit from Stanley. Now, the kit includes the Bostitch and Anti-Vibe Hammer. They've done a lot of great innovations here to really spruce up that hammer. A chalk reel, which is always handy. Then check this out. A twin blade knife. So it's like a retractable utility knife, except there are two blade options. So if you need a scoring blade and a cutting blade, you've got it. It's really cool, and it doesn't make it that much bigger. Then we've got the clamping box beam. Completely awesome. A bimaterial tape with blade armor. And the coolest thing about the measuring tape is that little hook on the end is not so little. It's about 100 150% bigger, and it actually acts like a grappling hook. No, you're not going to climb up a mountain with it, but it'll hang on to pretty much anything and everything that you are measuring. And the whole shebang is worth 138 bucks, but it could be yours for free, so give us a call at one 888 Pit for your chance to win. 
888-666-3974. Well, it's been quite warm this summer, and that might have you wondering whether or not your air conditioning system is performing up to snuff. If so, there's a very quick way to test it without calling in a pro. Here's what you need to know. This is one of my home inspector tricks of the trade from 20 years in that business. What you want to do is take a thermometer and measure the temperature of the airflow at the supply and the return duct nearest the blower. Now you can use a simple like refrigerator thermometer for this, any kind of room thermometer. Now what you do is you find an air conditioning register that's blowing pretty strong, generally one that's somewhat close to the air handler. What you want to do is measure the temperature there, the temperature of the air that's coming out. So let's say that it's coming out at maybe somewhere around, I don't know, 55, 60 degrees, let's say 60 for argument's sake. Then you go to the return register and measure the temperature going back in. Now it should be about 15 to 20 degrees warmer. If it is, Mm -hmm. the air conditioning system is working correctly. If it's not, that means you're probably low on refrigerant, which shouldn't be more than a service call from your local HVAC contractor to get it checked out. So remember, 15 to 20 degrees difference between supply and return register is what you want to check for to determine if your system is cooling properly. Hmm. And if it is, then just crank it up. (laughs) (laughs) Set it on deep freeze. 888-666-3974. Let's get back to those phones. Leslie, who's next? Jill in Michigan, you've got the money, but how can we help you today? I'm doing some new landscape to a house, and the house does is not real elevated. I mean, it's just average height. And there is a landscape plan that I really like that is um, has some mounds that are elevated with shrubs and flowers and so forth. Okay. Will that make the foundation of my house look low? Should I avoid going with height for the landscape against the foundation? Or does that enhance it to give it some height? Hmm. Hmm. That's an interesting question. Good decor question. And the issue with the mounds of soil against the foundation makes me a little bit nervous. How, you know, Tom... Well, you can't cover the siding. You can't cover the wood framing. Right. And what about moisture situations? That would be okay. Yeah? As long as you didn't trap water against the house, as long as you had slope away. Okay. Yep. And we we would. And, um, yeah, the drain off would be fine. Um, it's a crawl space, no basement. Okay. Which direction do I go? Because I can go either way. I just didn't want the house to look like it was more of a berm-type house when it's sitting on an acre and a half out in the country, and I don't want it to look like the ground is hugging it. Right, eating up the foundation and going right I mean, right I think up. if you had a, you know, uh, if you used it in moderation, I mean, I right. wouldn't... I- I think if you used it to sort of accent certain areas, like maybe the corners or you know, on the edging, you know, the outermost corners of the house where you could then put a taller shrub or an arborvitae or a Leland cypress just to give height in those areas. And um, then I wouldn't have any danger with the drain off that way either. Then I'd be secure. Exactly. And mix it up. Make sure you get local sort of grown items that you know will do well in your soil and in your climate conditions. This way you're not wasting money on items that aren't really going to work in your area. Um, Look for irrigation additives that you can put in the soil when things are being planted to sort of reduce the amount of water you might need. Just think about those things in the selection process. And if you've got a plan you like, I say go with it. Okay. Well, you shifted me back to my original plan with these thoughts. <laughs> okay. So, good. Okay. 
Thank you very much. Appreciate it. You're very welcome, Jill. Thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. Bob in Texas is calling in with a concrete flooring question. What can we do for you? Hi. Yes, I have an enclosed back porch that the previous owner left a planter box, for lack of a better term, about fourteen inches wide, eight feet long. That. I guess I'd like to fill in with concrete. I'm wondering, do I need to add some type of reinforcement wire con- or rebar for that? So is this like a hole in the existing con- in the existing back porch? E- exactly. It's along an outside and exterior wall. There's two exterior walls that right. they built in close the back porch. Okay. And he left kind of a space out where you could uh, have plants. Right. Right. Well, look. So it's like a trough almost. Yeah. I mean, you're, you, you can... You can uh, pour concrete in there. Uh, having a little bit of reinforcement mesh is not a bad idea, but it's never going to adhere. It's never going to level perfectly with the with the existing floor. You're always going to have sort of a seam there. I understand. Uh, but I think you can do a pretty good job of patching it. Okay. And as far as maybe a suggestion for type of flooring over the top, is it is it what is this a weatherproof room? It's it's enclosed back porch. It's it's going to be used as a bedroom by some college students it's a rental house oh well if it's totally enclosed you don't have any weather there then i would use uh, laminate flooring because laminate flooring will interlock together it's very moisture resistant and um and, let's say it's super durable for those college kids yeah. and the crazy parties they're gonna have yeah okay you know pretty easy to install and too. easy to clean easy to maintain then they pretty much cannot destroy it great all right I'll try my hand at concrete. All right, Bob. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. Bureau in Delaware, you've got the Money Pit. How can we help you today? Hi, I'm calling about my asphalt driveway. It's about four or five years old, and over the winter, it's developed some cracks that are about a foot to two foot long and about eighth inch in diameter. And I'd like to know if there's something that I could do to fix it myself. Yeah, I mean there are some good latex products that are available now for crack fillers. And you can buy them at a home center or hardware store. And the key here, though, is to clean out any debris that's inside the crack. Because if it's got a lot of dirt and gunk in it, then what happens is you can't get enough of the crack filler in there to really grab on. Uh, generally, it's a texture that's somewhat about the same consistency of, let's say, uh, I don't know, spackle. And you get it into the crack, you trowel it in, and it usually is sort of self-leveling, so it's sort of takes a little bit of a while and then sort of settles out. And then after that dries, you put a sealer across the whole surface, and it does a good job of protecting it. You're probably always going to see the crack. It doesn't make it disappear because you'll always see sort of the indentation where it was. But it's a really simple project. You want to do it on a cool day, not on a really, really hot day, but a cool day, early in the morning. And there's absolutely no reason why you can't do that project yourself, Spiro. Okay. Well, thanks a lot. You answered my question. You're welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Jenny in North Carolina is dealing with something old being new again, but not so much having that brand spanking new smell. What's going on in your old townhouse? Well, I bought a townhouse about two years ago, and um, it was a rental, so it was tr- and it was trashed. Okay. So we basically redid all the surfaces. I mean, I took out all the carpet, put hardwood floors in the living areas, new carpet. It sits on a slab. So we scrubbed the slab, put new carpet in the bedrooms, painted all the walls, all the closets, all the woodwork. Only thing that didn't get painted was the ceilings because they're mm-hmm. popcorn and they need to come down. So I thought after two years of just living there and being clean and that it would smell better. But it's still, a lot of times when you come home, it's 
breachy with the smell of an old musty hotel room. Because mm. it's you don't haunted. Have any, no. And you don't have any old musty people living there, right? No, it's not, you know, we're very unmusty people. Jenny, what are you guys doing about dehumidification? Well, we have an air conditioner. I mean, we live in the south. So. Right. And air conditioners are not good dehumidifiers. You have a central air conditioner? What you might want to consider is something called a whole home dehumidifier, because if you have high humidity, you can have odors. Mm-hmm. And high humidity could be pulling that odor out of that popcorn ceiling, out of the subfloor. I mean, any time that there's moisture, suddenly you smell something that you spilled on that carpet a year ago. Yeah. What you want to do is install a whole home dehumidifier, and that will automatically lower the moisture in the house. That will make a big difference. Now, this popcorn ceiling is another issue. You can, in fact, paint it. You want to use a very, very thick roller, and we would recommend that you prime it first. You can use a water-based primer, but you want to prime the ceiling first with a very thick roller. In fact, they have rollers that are sort of slit. Spiral cut. Yeah, spiral cut or slit, and they work really well with popcorn. You'll get some popcorn that will come out and get, and get stuck on it. You might even get and, sections of it off. But. but, you know, all in all, it will when you're done, it'll look good, and it'll definitely seal in any odors that are associated with that. Are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Up next, common framing mistakes can actually bring a home crashing down when you least expect it. We're going to tell you how to make sure that your home is safe next. On the Money Pit Radio Show, pick up the telephone, fix up your home sweet home by calling Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. It's my birthday show. Wee! Happy birthday, Tom. Oh, thank you so much. And happy birthday to our EP, Seedle, our executive producer. We share the same birthday. What it's a just meant to be that we work together. Right? <laughs> Did I ever tell you that Seedle discovered me? I, I always find this so crazy that years ago you guys sort of started in the business together. We did. Then discovered did. that you shared a birthday and now you will work together for the rest of your lives. Because I think that's what happens when you find your birthday mate. You're just destined to work together forever. Sita was the first person to ever put me on television. Well, she was in a really tiny station. And, you know, it was the kind of like station that when the show aired, the audience was like mom, dad, and my wife. <laughs> pretty much. But that's how we got started. It get more local now than look that. What, now look what happened. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm in a great mood because it is my birthday, which means I want to help you turn your home improvement project into a celebration as well. So give us a call right now with your question. The number is one eight 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 Money Pit eight 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 six 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 three nine seven four. Let's get back to it. Nathan in Texas needs some help shopping for a faucet. Tell us about it. Yes, I'm actually looking for a matching, uh, something that will work in both my shower and my lavatory faucet in my bathroom. Okay, that shouldn't be a problem. It's uh, The design I want, it's the, the lavatory's going to have a split handle that's stubbed out of the wall, not off of the sink, the, the sink base. Okay. Going into like a bowl. Okay, like for a vessel sink. Correct, yes. And in the shower, I want a split handle as well that's matching, and, and that's where I'm having trouble finding a split handle in the shower, and I had heard rumor that that was a against some sort of ordinance or a code or I don't know. You mean where the hot and cold are separate handles? Correct. Well, I think what you need is um, it, you probably, when you talk about code, you're probably thinking of a pressure balance valve where it's a single handle 
that mixes the hot and the cold and protects you from sort of shower shock. And that's the way most new construction would be today. But there's an awful lot of old homes out there that have separate hot and cold water faucets. And I don't see why that would be a challenge. And in fact, Leslie, the very same faucet handles that we're using for the lavatory, we could probably use for the faucet, right? For the the shower. Yeah, I mean, I don't... I don't see why not. I don't see why not. I mean, generally, the issue is sometimes when you're shopping for tub and shower faucets, it's, you know, completely sold as a set. You've got the shower head, you've got the faucet, and you've got the tub spout. Um, hmm, but you I'm could trying... buy everything separately. Yeah, you can buy together. everything separate. I don't see why. Have you tried mowing? Well, I mean, I've just been cruising websites, and, and, and it's hard to specify what exactly you're looking for. There's mm-hmm. so many out there. Well, what I would do is I would go to a plumbing supply house, explain the situation, and see what options they present you. This is going to be something that's difficult to find um, on a website or a home center. But if you go to a plumbing supply house and just explain to them that you want matching handles for the lavatory and for the shower that come out of the wall, turn everything on and off. And then you want separate hot and cold. And you want a spout that matches whatever design. So I, I don't think this should be that hard to do. Okay. Well, I, I really appreciate your uh, your show. It's it's my six year old's favorite show. Oh, all right. <laughs> we got some young fans out there. That's terrific. Well, I mean, he he always loves building stuff, and you heard your show a couple several months back, and I mean, he gets me up every Saturday. All right. Well, what's his name? Holliff. Holliff. All right. Well, Holliff, thank you so much for being a fan of the Money Pit. <laughs> Thanks, and, Holliff. Uh, Nathan, if you hold on, we'll send you guys a, a book. And then when Holliff gets a little bit bigger. You can read some home improvement tips to them, okay? Oh, man, that would be outstanding. All right, stand by. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT. Well, if you ever had a house built or just watched one come to life, you know that the framing process can be pretty exciting because that's truly when you see the house become a house. But there's one critical mistake that framers can make that could bring parts of your home crashing down even years later. Absolutely. And here with the nuts and bolts of that is this old house host, Kevin O'Connor, and the show's general contractor, Tom Silva. And Kevin, there is definitely an order of events that comes into play here when you're framing a house, and especially when you get that all-important framing inspection done. When you order a framing inspection on a new or renovated house, there's a good reason that the building inspector waits until the plumbers and electricians have finished their rough work. Cutting or notching beams to make way for wires, pipes, and ductwork can weaken the structure significantly. So, Tommy, what's the right way to cut into a beam without causing structural damage? I always have to watch those electricians and plumbers. Drilling and notching can dramatically ruin or weaken the structure of your building. So there are definite rules that you have to follow. First, let's talk about notching. Never notch in the middle one-third of a span. But when you do notch, you can never go deeper than one-sixth the depth of the joist and no wider than one-third the depth of the joist. And how about drilling? Drilling, you can drill anywhere along the span is okay, but not bigger than one-third the joist depth and not within two inches of the top or the bottom of the joist. And if you need more information on this, you can watch a video about drilling and notching joist on thisoldhouse.com. Tommy, it sounds like uh, Richard Trothui and his sawzall has been causing some mischief for you over the years. I have to watch him all the time. He's dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy Silva, Kevin O'Connor, thanks for stopping by the Money Pit. Thanks, Tom. My pleasure.
Wow, you know, that's a lot to keep straight. And it's good information to have before you build that addition or take on that renovation or even start your dream home from scratch. Absolutely. And for more tips, you can watch Kevin and Tommy on This Old House and also Ask This Old House on your local PBS station. And Ask This Old House is proudly sponsored by GE, GE Imagination at Work. Well, up next, with the sun beating down all summer long, right about now, your wood deck or your side of your fence might be looking a little worse for wear. If so, we've got the scoop on a newly formulated acrylic product for exterior wood that will help protect and restore those sections of your house for years to come. That's coming up next. You live in a body pit. The Money Pit is brought to you by Bostitch, professional quality hand tools, pneumatic and cordless nailers and staplers. Choose the brand that pros trust most. Bostitch, available at Lowe's and other retailers. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Give us a call right now at 1-888-MONEY-PIT because this hour we're giving away a handheld Bostitch toolkit from Stanley. The kit includes the Bostitch Anti-Vibe Hammer, Twin Blade Knife, Clamping Box Beam, 25-Foot Measuring Tape, and a chalk reel. The great thing about this chalk reel, Leslie, is that it has a chalk view case. So you can actually see how much chalk is left. Because <laughs> no longer the great mystery. <laughs> no. I, and, you know, what happens is you get close to the end of the job, and all of a sudden the chalk gets lighter and lighter and lighter and lighter, and you got to run back out to the car or the truck and put more stuff in it. So now you can see exactly how much is left. The whole kit is worth $138. bucks. going to go to one caller that reaches us with their home improvement question at one eight 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 money pit. All right, pick up the phone and give us a call. We'd love to hear what you're working on. You know, now that we're several weeks into summer, we've all been dealing with that super hot sun, but we never think about what it's doing to our house because while we're enjoying the heat of the sun, that same hot temperature is beating down on your house. It's been doing so for about a month or more. So really at this time of the year, we want to take a good check of the exterior of our house and look at the woodwork because it really does take a beating this time of year. And if you find that it does need a little love, maybe it's fading, cracking, or peeling, there's actually a great new product that can help you, you know, not just make it look better, but help protect it. Bare Premium Exterior Weatherproofing Wood Stains and Finishes have a new 100% advanced acrylic formula that's going to protect your decking as well as wood siding and your fencing from all of the elements that Mother Nature can dish out. And it also allows the stains and the finishes to penetrate deep into that wood, which is going to deliver great-looking surface protection, and it's going to last for years. And, you know, they've also got a ton of colors to choose from. The entire line is currently available exclusively at the Home Depot. And if you go to the Home Depot, Barry even has these really cool wood smart kiosks where you can get step-by-step project tips and even pick up some of their 8-ounce samples, which is a great way to check out colors or even take on smaller projects. You can get more information at bear.com, B-E-H-R.com. And Leslie, I was telling you that I'm heading out to the Boy Scout Jamboree mm-hmm. in a couple of weeks. It's like the Forever Boy Scout Festival. I feel like you're going to be gone for weeks. It's the Big Boy Scout Festival. That's right. It starts at the end of, of this month. And actually, I've been building a kitchen box to take uh, w- with us to this jamboree. Uh-huh. 
and I needed just a little bit of wood stain for oh, it. Oh, and I bet and that eight ounces was perfect. It was perfect. It was perfect. It did the entire project, and this is something that's going to be outside and take a beating from not only the sun, but worse than that, the scouts. The boys. Scouts. And this was just the right <laughs> product. So, I mean, that was a great use as well. So, if you're doing decks, fences, siding, or even a small project around the house, shutters, mailboxes, or in my case, a kitchen box for your scout troop. It's a great product. Go check it out. Bear.com, available exclusively at the Home Depot. The new Bear Premium Exterior, weatherproofing wood stains and finishes. 888-666-3974. Give us a call right now with your home improvement project, your do-it-yourself dilemma. Leslie, who's next? We're going to talk to Lorraine in Missouri about an outdoor project dealing with the porch. What happened? It's cracked. It was painted, and uh, it faces south, and, uh, and then it cracks. And I want to know what, if I can put that uh, something in that crack before it's repainted. Now, this is a concrete porch? No, it's wood, and, uh, and the wood is cracked. Are the cracks between different floorboards? Uh, they're on the top rail and on the floor, yes. Okay. Well, I mean, this is a fairly common condition with wood. It's always going to expand and contract. And what we would recommend you do is sand down the paint, and then fill those areas. I would use a good quality wood putty. You know, Elmer's makes one that's uh, very flexible, comes in different size, um, you know, quart size and down to like half pint size uh, cups. And it dries very quickly. It's easy to sand. And then you prime it. That's very important. You want to make sure when you do a wood putty that you prime over that and then repaint it and you'll be in good shape. Okay. Thank you much. Judy in Utah needs some help venting a bathroom. Tell us about the problem. Um, okay, I have a downstairs basement bathroom that I'm redoing, and um, it it had a vent in the wall that went into the furnace room, and somebody told me that I and now I want to move the vent into the ceiling, and somebody told me that it shouldn't go into the furnace room, that it should go up through the floor of the bathroom upstairs and out the roof. Okay, this is the now this is the vent for the plumbing or the vent for the fan, the vent fan. The vent fan. Okay. Well, the vent fan should vent to the outside. It shouldn't vent to another room in the basement or, or upstairs or anywhere else. Now, if it's a basement bathroom, the shortest distance between the bathroom and the outside is where you want to go. And probably the easiest way to do that is to not worry about running it all the way up into the attic space, but just run the duct hose for the vent in between the floor joists and take it out the exterior wall at the level of the floor structure. Oh, Okay. And that's a lot easier than worrying about taking it up and, and out. Plus, you know, a, a fan for the bathroom doesn't have that much power. It doesn't blow that many cubic feet per minute. And if you try to push that air up two stories... It won't make it. It's not as effective. All right. Thank you very much. You're welcome, Judy. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Yeah, I wasn't sure what kind of vent she was talking about because there's two kinds of vent in a bathroom. You know, the, the plumbing vent, of course, which is the pipe that has to go up through the basement, usually all the way to the outside. And that sort of vents gases? Yeah, that vents, well, that actually vents the sewage gases. Yes, right. the sewer gases. And then, of course, we have the vent fan, which is just as important for creature comfort for other reasons. True, <laughs> for other types of gases. <laughs> Building a bathroom is all about managing the gases. <laughs> Trying to get them where you want them and, and not where you don't want them to be. <laughs> This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Up next, copper, PVC, OSB, plywood, blue board. What exactly 
are the best homes being made of these days? There's a lot of high-tech materials out there. We're going to help sort through them and answer a few questions on what the right choices are for your project next. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show, where home solutions live. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Want to follow us on Facebook? Just text FAN the Money Pit to FBOOK at 32665 to be instantly added as a fan to our Facebook page and be instantly updated with improvements to the show, the website, opportunities to call us directly and have your home improvement questions answered in person. That's available online. If you simply text us, text Fan the Money Pit to FBook at 32665. That's right. And you know what? If you're surfing the web, why not email us your question? And I've got one here from Kim in Urbana, Ohio, who writes, Our builder is giving us a choice between OSB and Blueboard, which is better? That's an interesting question because you can't really compare those right. two. Isn't the OSB, isn't that sort of an exterior sheathing? And then the Blueboard would be like an insulated foam? Yeah. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of high-tech products available, manufactured products, when you build houses. And sometimes it is hard to tell the difference. I mean, even when you say the term blueboard, there's a drywall that's like blueboard that's basically designed to be covered by wet plaster. And then there's the blueboard insulation. OSB is a structural product. stands for oriented strand board. And it's mm-hmm. that plywood that kind of looks sort of wafery. Right. It's made up of chunks of wood sort of heat pressed together. And it's a fine product, but it's a structural product. It's designed to strengthen walls and strengthen roofs. Uh, It is probably possible to construct a framed wall without OSB if you reinforce it in a different way. You could reinforce it with lumber. But I don't understand why there would be a choice between the two. Perhaps your builder is uh, suggesting that uh, you may or may not want to have blueboard on the wall, and that's just a a question of the amount of insulation that you need. Um, I think it's a good product. It's a good exterior sheathing product. I, in fact, have it on my home uh, on top of the studs in addition to the insulation. So I think if it's a reasonable additional cost, um, I wouldn't hesitate to add that uh, in addition to the sheathing. I don't think I would do one without the other, though. I think I would always have a uh, structural sheathing product on the outside of my house just because it's a lot stronger. Mm-hmm. All right. I hope that helps. Now we've got one from Nick in West Virginia who writes, my house, which was built in 1991, does not have copper pipes. Everything is PVC plumbing. Will this be a problem in the future? How long do PVC pipes last? I did not build the house. He's not taking credit for it. <laughs> Interesting question, Nick. I think I would caution you, though, to make sure that the plumbing pipes are, in fact, CPVC which is okay, and not PB, standing, which stands for polybutylene. There is a type of, of PB pipe that was the subject of a lot of lawsuits. If you see that your plastic plumbing system is put together with crimp connectors, uh, that was in, ex- in existence, I think, between 1978 and 1995. Mm-hmm. So if you've got that type of plumbing, uh, that could be a real problem. But if it's straight CPVC plumbing, then it should be okay. And PVC, of course, is used for the drains, and CPVC is used for the supplies, and that's okay. 
All right. Now we've got one from Don in Virginia who writes, I've got a shop building that I'd like to insulate. The roof purlins are two by eights, and I plan to put in six inches of insulation. Does the space above insulation and below a steel roof need to be ventilated as does a conventional structure? Well, I'm assuming you're going to heat this structure, and if that's the case, then yes, yeah. you are doing the right thing by having that two-inch space. I would simply add a ridge vent at the peak of this roof and then an overhang, have a soffit vent there. If you don't actually have a soffit, you can install something called a drip edge vent, which extends the edge of that steel roof just a little tiny to bit. To sort of mock a soffit, right? Yeah, sort of mocks a soffit and allows air to get in there, ride up under the roof sheathing and exit at the peak. All right. I hope that helps, Don. Good luck, everybody, with your projects. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Thank you so much for spending this hour with us and helping me celebrate my birthday show. Yay, happy birthday. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. Can we go have cake now? All right. You can blow out the candles. (laughs) 